I appreciate that you're standing there just using a piece of PVC to roll stuff out. In a world where they sell all kinds of dumbass devices, you got 23 cents worth of PVC yeah. there. It's working really well. Actually, 98 cents. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to another Zengineering podcast. I'm Adam. Oh, hey everybody, I'm Brian. What's going on? Um, I think we did... I don't... We've started recording these out of order, so I'm going to stop trying to refer to previous podcasts. I do hope you enjoyed our our episode with the guest. Um, oh, that was, that was two that episodes was ago. That was, was great. Two, that was two episodes ago. That was two ep- episodes ago from when this was recorded. But this is a hit list episode, so I don't know when I'm going to drop it. It's just filler. <laughs> am I betraying? Am I betraying the purity of our recording process by yeah, revealing that we like put that. out the hit list episodes when we didn't have time to do? Mm, yeah, keep that shit secret, dog. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I actually think our a, hit list episodes have been some of the best. Yeah, I, no, I think they're fun. I, and and the fans, believe it or not, we have fans. <laughs> <laughs> do uh appear to enjoy them as well so you know we'll keep them coming they keep uh, us on topic instead of us just rambling like we just did for an hour trying to decide true. what topic to talk about where we really yeah, just talk like about an hour topic. just <laughs> <laughs> We're like, Wait, well damn it, it's actually it. harder to spend 45 minutes talking about a single thing competently than it is Way to hard. spend five minutes talking about three things it's really easy to talk pretty incompetently. Talk like you're smart about three things for five minutes. People do that all. Everyone does that all day. Talk like you're smart. That's what the internet is for. Um, okay, so first hit list item, and this is one that that we agreed is sort of close to home for us. But I want to talk about the idea of default outrage on the internet. Oh um, yeah, or just in general in life. The guest that I just mentioned, Mike Rosolio, has been dealing with some of this nonsense because of a script that he had a big star attached to, and then the internet went crazy about the script because it includes as a topic Alzheimer's, and then that pressure caused the star to back out, and and it's super disappointing. But that the extent to which that's bullshit and frustrates us is not the point I want to go into. It's more the idea of like the internet has fallen into this rut, mostly social media, I suppose has fallen into this rut where a thing happens. And if it's the tiniest bit sensitive to any possible group, the default position that everyone takes is outrage. How can this thing be? You can't say that that's insensitive. That's not fair. And no one thinks before they start doing that. That's and everyone's response to everything. <laughs> if that's not the thing I think, or it's or it touches me in a funny way, I'm going to be a dick about it. Well, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and it sounds harsh, but the only thing, I, the only way I can think to express that as a reaction is to say that it's it's straight up cowardly. Like totally, when outrage is your first response, it's okay if you are outraged, but think for a second about whether or not that outrage has, like, substance before you just start spouting off on the internet to where everybody can see about how outrageous this thing is. Because uh, maybe you're wrong. Like, in this case, 24 hours after all of the outrage and after the star had backed out, the article started coming out where decent journalists actually read the script, and they all said 
everyone who was outraged clearly didn't read the script. Well, that's the that's the problem is that it requires effort to not just be outraged by something. People like to be emotionally charged. They like that feeling. It's kind of a drug, to be honest. Argument arguing is a drug for people. It is for me. I get really fired up arguing with people. I mean, that's partially what we We do here. (laughs) Right, totally. It's it's like, it's very powerful. And it's really easy to argue. It's really hard to have an intelligent conversation because you have to be prepared for an intelligent conversation. You have to have read a two-hour script. The reason... The reason that I call it cowardly is because I think it's it's not just about that you want to outrage starts an, an argument and then and an arguments feed what you were just talking about. I don't care if people want to argue. Start fights all you want. The problem is outrage as a default position is a safe position because to not be outraged and go, oh, this mm. is good. And then have someone educate you and have to backpedal to, hey, I stand corrected. This is actually not okay. Someone explained it to me why it's not okay. And now I've, I'm, I'm sorry that early on I said I thought this was cool, but now I think it's not, right? Yeah, it's a bummer that's, that that's a harder situation to get yourself out of. It's harder to do. And so people default to just behaving like everything is outrageous and everything is racist and everything is sexist because they're afraid of someone going, no, I think what you just said is sexist. And, and I don't know, that just right. strikes me as weak and like, we and, are, and cowardly. We are afraid of it. I'm terrified of that. I was, I was raised so aggressively to not say sexist or racist things that I every, and this is good in some ways, but like there's a filter at every level of things that I say where I'm like, hold up, reanalyze that real quick before it comes out. Um, But I agree, it's reached a point in society, at least in my socioeconomic group, my group of friends, people have similar backgrounds, similar upbringing. Uh, It's overkill. And it's, I think it's, it's just, it's in a, it's in a cycle with a lot of things. I actually want to address this particular case because um, the, the, the script about a disease that affects lots of people. I think five, I was reading about right. this yesterday. I think 5 million people in the U S have Alzheimer's very serious. I mean, it's a, it's a horrible, uh, disease to say my grandmother had it. Um, I, I only knew her when she was already sick, so I didn't have to see someone go through the progression into it. But it, uh, I don't think that anyone would be upset if this was a drama about how hard it is to live with Alzheimer's or to know someone who has it or to go through the experience. But the fact that someone has, well, first of all, the script is not about it. So it's kind of silly, but had it been just a comedy about it, that actually is a way to put a positive spin on something that is horrible and make people enjoy it and still be exposed to it. And there are no jokes in the script that are at the expense of Alzheimer's. Like there is a character, Ronald Reagan, who has Alzheimer's, and then goofy political shit happens around him whilst he is having Alzheimer's. Like, there are no jokes that are, you know, I mean, there are jokes, you know, he's bumbling and it's funny. But there's never a joke that's like, ha ha, look at the piece of shit with Alzheimer's. <laughs> like, there's nothing distasteful in the whole script. No, his character, and, and we've both seen a live performance of the show as well, so. Yeah. Pretty. I, um, I certainly haven't read it. I would not. Well, read and so here's the thing about day, how that kicks back. To what you're saying, how 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 what you're saying kicks back to the outrage thing, which is when that default position is outrage, and you're able to do things like beat back the existence of this as a movie, 
you're avoiding the conversation that y- you are talking about, which is like Alzheimer's is a real thing that happens to people and it sucks. But so is death. So is cancer. So is alcoholism. All things that I've dealt with in my family. But when somebody makes a joke about those things, I don't go, hey, now, now, now. Like, you have to process those things. That's part of life. And to have a default position where no one's allowed to talk about it because we're afraid of the outrage machine that you're talking about, that, that, that we're talking about. Like it's, it's not, it's a disservice to humanity. <laughs> I'm also curious about this disease in particular, because it's not one where I like have to bite my lip to make a lot to like avoid making Alzheimer's disease jokes. Um, but it's a really frustrating situation and a comedy that's well done. That's informative that actually right. casts someone who was may or may not have been sick at the time in a, in a very positive, uh, happy, effective way. Um, is it's really and, upsetting to think and I guess here's the thing it. to try to wrap this up since this is just a hit list topic yeah. is I think you know like you've talked about the reality of being worried about that outrage and about the sort of inundation we've had with the concern for proceeding sensitively through our interactions but our response to that pressure and that concern has been to start a podcast where we talk about things. It's been to mm-hmm. think for a minute before we say something. It's been to do a little extra research or... Yeah, I went and read all about Alzheimer's yesterday and right. statistics and in so, the US. Not for like, this purpose. I was just curious. <laughs> I'm not. So all I'm asking in terms of the outrage is if you have that feeling, like the first thing you want to do is go, oh, good Lord, no, this can't exist. Like take a deep breath and see if that's there's substance to it. Before yeah. you start firing off in a space that might it's torpedo a, good a perfectly worthwhile, yeah, it's an okay response. It's it's really good to have a, a strong charged emotional response. It means that your everything you've learned and everything you've become as a person is saying, "Hey, wait, something weird is happening here. You should investigate it." But that's what it says. Don't be a dick and just be outraged. Don't just argue with people for no reason. Hey, something doesn't seem right in the world to me. I should really. That's when you need to apply the most. Uh, perspective to a situation. It's not in day-to-day life with stuff that you're like familiar and comfortable with. It's the things that really strike you where you need to have extra uh, reservedness to make up a word maybe. And just, you know, same thing we always get to with this stuff. Like try to just try to be mindful of that because Mm, the the outrage machine, (laughs) you know, it's, it's hard to break down like what percentage of worthwhile conversation it might be shutting down. But I'm willing to bet it's a pretty high percentage. Like, yeah, like sure I is. feel scared just even talking about this because people's reaction to this conversation is going to be, oh, oh. But like, it's an important conversation to have. So I'm I'm powering yeah. through that. Me too. And My I thought for a long time before putting no this on the hit list. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no way, man. I'll argue with you about that. We're not doing that one. <laughs> but, but I don't know. You know, it's just, it's like... It this could this you know it could be a project that that facilitates a conversation about like you said Alzheimer's is not something you frequently talk about it's not right. out there in the world and so if it's handled the right way if a comedy starts conversation that people want to talk about this thing that happens and how we're supposed to handle it as as humans mm-hmm. is that not a worthwhile thing? It's a fantastic thing. Also, like, I mean, my grand- <laughs> grandfather doesn't have Alzheimer's, but he does have a form of dementia, and he does funny shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and that should like, be recognized. <laughs> it's Enjoy also that. Really Enjoy sad, those moments, you know? Constantly sad. And things also, can be sad and happy at the same shit. time. <laughs> so I don't know. Just <laughs> take a deep breath, y'all. Yeah, enjoy uh, a variety of emotions instead of just dwelling on the negative ones. Right. Yeah, I don't Zen. Just, zen. <laughs> Boom. We need one of those little, like, you need to get one of those little, oh, man, oh, we totally. used to have one, one of those meditation effect. chimes. So we can go, bong. <laughs> we can open with, like, a singing bowl. I really want a singing bowl, by the way. Those things do great. Uh, or we could open, we, our opening could be us, like, oming together. I know what you're talking about when you say singing bowl, but in my head, I see that thing from Roger Rabbit where he pulls out the, like, <laughs> trumpet, and it's just Harry Connick Jr. going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was picturing Beauty and the Beast and the singing teapot, actually, <laughs> but very similar. Um, okay, uh, that's the only one we planned. What else off the list is uh, peaks your interest? Uh, I added smart lights yesterday, just because I've been playing around with them. Okay, and I've like, uncovered like the some things Phillips that are coming Hue or something. Or yeah, the, you have the LifeX ones, right? Or the LifeX. Yeah, I couldn't even think yeah. of the name yesterday. I was putting it down. I had but. those. I have the Hue ones right now. I switched to Hue because you can control mm. them with Siri. I've noticed that yesterday cool. in my research, so I will also be switching to Philips. Um, <laughs> what? It, what's your? What are your thoughts on the smart bulbs? Uh, well, first, I just wanted to introduce them to people, knowing that probably some percentage of our listeners don't know what they are. Yeah, sorry, They're I just, got excited uh, and mowed through that one with my Yeah, that my was outrage. mostly my goal, too. <laughs> um, colored lighting and, and controlled lighting, I think, is really important for setting, uh, making, setting comfort levels in a home and an environment. And, I mean, you go to, like, nice restaurants and hotels, and one of the biggest features that people don't always necessarily pay attention to is what makes it seem so like elegant is often the lighting and so they're on the market now all of these light bulbs that are uh, like very energy efficient so they last for an extremely long time so despite their high price point of like 50 bucks or 100 bucks um, they'll last for like 20 years if you don't break them so they replace your light bulb fit in a standard light bulb socket connect to wi-fi and you can control them from your phone and your smartphone and they work uh fully dimmable uh from totally off to max brightness and uh, some of them work in full color spectrum. So not only can you adjust like the harshness, like the like the cold or warmth of like a regular whitish light, um, but you can also do full colors like rainbow and filter through and effects. And um, I have a couple. Uh, I got some to check them out because I, I used to have a lot of different colored light bulbs in my room just to add effects when I'm just chilling and relaxing. And uh, I kind of want to uh, put more of them in my house. It seems... My first <laughs> impulse as you started, now I have these bulbs. I love them. I have almost every socket I can possibly have filled with uh, <laughs> a, a, a smart light bulb I have full. Um, when you started explaining that, though, my first impulse was to defend the idea of like colored lighting throughout your house. I feel like it's a thing. <laughs> like Emily, my wife, thinks it's silly when I want to set different colors in the rooms. Right. Um, she's just not into it. And... And so I, I'm familiar personally with that impulse of like, oh, oh, mood lighting. Oh, <laughs> right. But then I was thinking oh. like, you know, we're both photographers and I have done on a professional level video work. And even if your job is cameraman, most of what you're concerned about is the lighting. Yeah. Like people don't think about it, but so much it's of 
like like more than 50% of what happens in a in a photograph uh, photograph or a video frame film tv all that kind of stuff is the color of the light the harshness of the shadows the you know all that kind of stuff right like that's like harshness 70% of, of it <laughs> i would say 100% of photography is lighting cuz without uh, I'm gonna light give you can't 10% do photography of, fair enough fair <laughs> enough but you also have to, composition. I was gonna. I was trying to preserve <laughs> thirty to ten to thirty percent for composition and motion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it, light is our most overwhelming sense for most people. People who have good vision, I think at least it's it takes up the most brain power. It's uh, the sense that we seem to be stimulated the most by. And uh, being able to alter that a little bit in your environment is just a kind of a fun thing. And so. I've done some pretty cool, like I use uh, blue light, which is more like the color of light in uh, the, the the sun. This is a hard one to explain without explaining too much stuff. So because of the atmosphere, the sun is different. You know how like the, the sunset is very distinctly red and gold and whatever. Mm-hmm. Sunrises are, are bluer. And because of basically how much atmosphere it's going through before it gets to you, light has a different color throughout the day and that's true anywhere in the earth. And so we are very well calibrated to that shift. And Mm -hmm. if you want to biohack to an extent, you can use that. Like if you have a couple more hours of work to do and you're getting real tired, you can set these bulbs to a morning like bluish color and actually wake your brain up a little bit Mm. because it goes, Oh, it's morning. Okay. Get my shit together. It doesn't last because eventually that bumps into other chemicals that are your end of the day. I've been awake for 10 hours chemicals, <laughs> but it helps. And it, What's it, the you know, app on my computer that I use that does that too? Uh, Flux. 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 Flux turns down the temperature of your monitor um, throughout the day light to match the sun, the light temperature, right? Which is what they call the... Which means it makes it more like red. Temperature is a terrible term orangey. for it because it's, it's actually just the color. Right. From from bluer to red. Colors dictated by temperature of materials, but True. that's going too far. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, because now we're getting Somewhat, into that territory sort of. we were talking about with like <laughs> looking at stars and shit and light bouncing <laughs> off of whatever. But it's it's actually the color temperature spectrum is based on a certain type of metal. I don't remember what it is, but at different heat, different levels of heat, it turns different colors. And so they use that as a calibration. Uh, mechanism for the scale by which people like photographers measure Um, so do you like having hue phillips hue light bulbs around i do um not so much for the manipulation of color which honestly is partially just that i have not put the time in to like put together themes that are fun for things (laughs) um but they are really cool for like i can set them for timers so the lights are just on when i get to my office in the morning uh you can sync it up with your thermostat i have a nest thermostat so like they can respond to when the thermostat is doing different things, which responds to my door lock. So if I wanted to, I could set up a whole cascade by which when I get home at night, thermostat turns on, lights turn on and are a certain color, things like that. And you said you can use Siri now too, right? And with the Philips ones, yeah, you can use Siri. It's a bit janky. I have to reset it occasionally, but you can say, turn off the lights and it goes, okay. And then turns them off. Can you tell it where? Can you be like, turn off the lights in my office? Uh, that's the part where it's a bit janky. I can tell can them, say, I have, I, I can tell it for some reason, I can tell it to turn off the lights in my office and it works, but every other be- room that I've labeled, <laughs> it doesn't recognize. I don't know why. Can you tell it to make um, your office blue? 
Uh, I don't know. I haven't tried that. Interesting. I don't know. Um, it's it's really just the thing of like Apple's got HomeKit, and that's how Siri hooks into these yeah. devices. And I think that that interaction is still just not perfectly ironed out. But it's well, exciting because be it's the first it's place really in exciting. my life I've really felt like computer. Yeah. Turn off the lights. Yeah, I promised my girlfriend that she would have voice controlled lights uh, this week, so I hope I can figure it out. <laughs> there are some workarounds to get live if she work, can't, but, but <laughs> I the only be. reason I own all of them or the two different brands is because my brother had a like thirty Philips bulbs from his old house, and he didn't have a place for them, and he had enough to replace all of my LifeX ones. So I was like, "I'll yeah, take those." <laughs> Um, but if you want to buy a bunch of LifeX bulbs, I have like 10 of them. Uh, um, I, oh, no, I don't want. I want Phillips. I'll buy your Phillips light bulb. Uh, LifeX's app is better, though. Um, I think those bulbs are better. But they can't hook to the Siri thing because Siri has a security standard where you have to have a separate hub. So mm. the Hue bulbs talk to a separate hub I have hanging on the wall that then plugs into the router. Oh, LifeX talks directly too. to your router, which is better for being responsive. But violates whatever the security protocol for home kit is um i well, think they're working on a dongle that'll fix that but i don't know if it's out yet well I'll always i'm always interested in another dongle that's for sure but smart bulbs i, I think they're worthwhile cool the real thing like i, I think the best <laughs> the best thing to take away from this is the justification <laughs> for getting them is not all of those things so much as it's their led bulbs they cost as much as an led bulb the 20 to 70 dollars but they're gonna last 20 years so a dollar yeah, a year is not so bad save to pay you on your light bulb save you energy and they end up being the same price so uh yeah that's actually that is a good takeaway go get energy efficient light bulbs because it would make a huge huge difference in the world and if you gotta get them you might as well get the ones you can turn on with your voice <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> you had a had a mischievous grin after saying that like you didn't quite believe it but it, i agree that's true okay uh enough uh, about colored, pretty colored lights pretty pretty colored lights uh what else do we have on here um we've got uh oh i know one i wanted to talk about mostly because i want to talk to you about scheduling a time to try it out um it's a game called eve online I saw that. I couldn't remember if I put it it on there or not, which makes it a perfect topic because (laughs) it seems like something I would have put on there. I almost emailed you and uh, Woody and Connor last night. I think I got distracted, so I didn't end up sending an email. But Wait, uh, first, can we talk about that game that we played? Yeah, I haven't checked to see if it still exists, but we played an iPad game a while back called Artemis, I think. Yeah, Artemis. Good call. Where you... One iPad is set up as a main server, and then all of the other iPads connect to it, and then the game is played as if each person's iPad is their instruments panel on a starship, (laughs) and you all sit in the same room, and you go through an adventure where, like, Woody was weapons, Connor was navigation, I think I was captain. You were captain. And you were engineering. Right, and you had to, with your voice, talk to the other people on the bridge about what was going on in their universe <laughs> yeah. of responsibility. 
there were like shields and thrusters and phasers and like there were different panels for all of them it was and, amazing and captain sounds like it would be really cool but it was actually sort of compared to playing a video game it was sort of uncomfortable it was like being you a just manager because you just had to say <laughs> uh this bearing three-quarter impulse and then someone else <laughs> had to execute it and you had to just watch this display like as captain all you had was a monitor that kind of looked like the front monitor on star trek which I want to talk about for a second. This is a complete diversion, but it only recently occurred to me that that panel on which they see things out the front of the, the bridge on the Star Trek, on, star, on, the, on star the Star Trek, Trek. I sound like my grandparents, on well. the Star Trek, is not a window. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a window on a lot it's, of ships. It might have been on the original screen, ship. It's screen, like, like, it's like a backup camera on your tv it's a it's a it's a camera connected to a screen that makes you feel like you're looking at a window (laughs) totally it was augmented reality i think so that game was really cool um is eve online anything like that uh eve online i think is like a single player controls his his or her stuff but uh it's a space adventure massive multiplayer online game is that right mmorpg Yes. And it just, I watched the video on the, I've seen it occasionally for the last couple of years. I'll like catch a video of it once in a while. Um, but it's one of those games that has its own economy and game, like a billion dollar economy and like people make their living in it. And I watched the video on their main page and just the excitement watching people like go into battle in this game as like <laughs> teams of people running starships right. just was blowing my mind. I wanted to play it really badly. Um, so although I don't play video games, very frequently, if ever. Um, I wish I did. I wish this there was a whole separate entity me... of me that allowed me to just sit and play video games because yeah, they look right. Uh, this conversation makes me recall my efforts to get you on board with World of Warcraft. We tried. Can you explain to me why that failed? Uh, what did you I not see remember. in World of Warcraft? That uh, My guess it was it was all the running. You spend easily sixty percent of your time in game traveling to another place to do. A you thing. probably spend ninety nine percent of your time traveling between stars and Eve Online, so it might be even more boring. <laughs> stars <laughs> Who knows? are really far apart. No, all the ships had warp capability, and we're just traveling where they wanted really quickly. That's good. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess what I wanted to actually talk about in the game was more some of the bigger aspects of those types of games. But maybe that's a better topic for an actual full cast because there's a lot to go into. Too broad? Guests? Yeah. Should we get guests for that? We need some MMORPG experts. Right. That's my problem. Like I feel like I don't. Maybe. I had a couple of years of playing too much World of Warcraft, but that's the extent of my experience. Yeah, uh, my last serious game was Diablo 2, which I think was circa 2000... 1999 maybe 2000 something like that Good oh, game, it's sad i'm so old i've missed so many i've missed decades of video games but but uh <sighs> you know maybe then maybe a good place to wrap up the hit list is with a call to our listeners <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you think of eve online it piqued brian's interest play more and, video games before it's too late <laughs> and i'm down for a role-playing game should we try it out what do we do how do we uh i assume we in- download it install it Try to set it up and get frustrated and not play. I feel like we're flailing. (laughs) (laughs) We probably end it is how we save it. I like that you refer to it as a bit. Uh, No, like honestly, 
not to try to get to the broad thing that you are talking about, but we have done a full episode on role-playing games. Um, oh, that's true. We did. That ended with us asking, like, what, why, what, who, what's out there, right? I think a lot of those people have taken it to the online space. It's become World of Warcraft. It's become EVE online. Yeah. Those games are truly interactive and social. And massive. You're on headsets all the time. The, yeah. It's in the name. For sure. Um, which is Very funny because I have another hit list thing on here for, and I wanted to bring it up with Mike, but it just was, there was no space for it. Uh, it was esports and like League of Legends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this is a, this is a separate cast. Well, this is a teaser, yeah. teaser for a separate cast about virtual reality, about esports, about alternate like role teased. playing games. <laughs> so uh, bone up on that and you'll be ready the next time we, we do the thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that does not feel any. like a good place to any to end. <laughs> but I got nothing better, <laughs> so let's get out of here. Yeah, time to go. Uh, good stuff. Thanks for sticking around for another one. And uh, as usual, hit us up on the socials, this and that's and another things. Hello at engineeringpodcast.com. Stars, give us all your stars on Apple. Uh, I don't know if they're Apple bots or pops. real people, but thank you to anyone who has checked out stuff. Podcast.com, where we sell gear. We haven't sold anything, but we're getting hits, according to Google Analytics. I don't know how that's happening. Like bots. bots are bots, cool. They're, you know. they're almost people. They'll be people soon. I like bots. But uh, keep it up. Reach out. Say hey. Thanks, Thanks everybody. For sticking around. I'm Adam. Keep it, keep it real tight. I'm Brian. In <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks. I'm crusty too because I was too tired to shower yesterday. I'm, I'm so covered in sand. Everything itches. <laughs> yeah.